the playoffs are here. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs, baby. Uh, it feels really, really good to be back. Um, last week, you know, we put out the tweet. We were both sick, sent Gatorade and hot takes. One of those hot takes we are going to talk about this week because, you know, it may not be as hot takey as you think. Um, but man, it feels good to be back. This is our third take to open the show. Yeah, I was having te- technical difficulties. I forgot how to operate things after having a week off. Like turning on a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, you, you forgot how to turn on your yeah. own microphone. But hey, I just want to say... I don't think the people would have liked listening to us coughing, clearing our throats, sniffling, all sorts of that stuff. Logan. Oh, oh it wasn't oh. just that our throats were a little sore. Logan, like if you really wanted to know what's going on, I could have had incredible sound quality as I recorded while worshiping at the porcelain throne um, because I was on my knees bowing down the whole time. So, like, we would have had some incredible sound quality there. Bathrooms give you great echo, great yeah, the, reverb, like gospel I, choir-esque. I would not have had to put the reverb on for your monologues like I normally do. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, but um, we've got a show. Yeah, and it started off with this fantastic little pregame cheer, just like you did in Little League. One, uh, you know, F you on three, one, two, three, go. Um, yeah, you want to <laughs> let them know why you wanted to do that as your cheer? <laughs> Because in this league, and I'm going to own it, I took a loss. And I lost to Not you. Not just a no, loss. Let me tell you it. You took the No, you loss. shut your mouth and let me tell the story the way it needs to be told, okay? That is what we are. We are storytellers and fantasy football analysts. So let me tell the story. Do you want your music? No, I don't want the music. <laughs> Last game of the season, I'm coming in writing just a ton of L's. It's been a rough stretch of the season, basically since the trade deadline. Like, my team is good, but I'm just running into a bunch of bad teams. I've turned into Matt, right? Um, And we come into the game, and I'm playing you in week, you know, 13, just before, or 14, just before we get to to our playoffs. I win, and I'm in. That's what it comes down to. And then... Travis Etienne has three points. And then... Here, uh, let me pull it up on the big screen for you. Oh, gosh. So that everyone can figuratively see this. You know what? Shut up. (laughs) And then Christian Kirk has less than 10. And C.D. Lamb gets shut down by Houston. The Buccaneers get me negative points on defense. And by the way, I have Alan Kamara, Brian Robinson, and A.J. Dillon on a bye week. But what else happened is it came down to the Sunday night game. Going into it, I had less than 10% of a chance to win. And then all of a sudden, it started creeping back up. All the way up to three. It got to 15. Okay, (laughs) I was watching it diligently. Um, because Austin Eckler started having a heck of a game. I was one Austin Eckler touchdown away from beating you at the very last second because Jeff Wilson got hurt on your team. Uh huh. Got you 1.6 points. 
You beat me one seventeen point eight eight to one ten point eight six. Well, let's let's I not want do to a deep you... dive into the score because that's what the other shows. For. Yeah, I know the other show is going to do all that. I want to give you a congratulations for beating me. I'll shake your hand oh, on the air. Thank you. Um, you have learned well, my friend. <laughs> I'm um, not in the playoffs either in this league. No, but it feels spectacular to be able to say I am the reason you. Calvin, the expert of this league and show, are not in the playoffs. Yeah, but do you want to know what also I take a little bit of heart in? I still beat you in the final standings. <laughs> in this league, yes. In this league. And also, but I'm still also going to beat you in the Dynasty League, too. Uh, we'll see. You've we're going to let the other show do the deep dive, but you've, like you've I just Trent smoked my first round matchup. You've got Trent coming up. You got to get through him first before. But th- I Trent was thinking. Trent just lost Kyler. I was thinking about this too. If it comes down to me and Trent again in the same league is the same championship game as last year. I don't think it will. Like we'll let the other guys do their deep dive on those leagues, but just looking at it, I don't think that it's going to be the same matchup. So Logan Taylor, please, you know, actually like, I mean, we know that you guys are going to do a great show. You always do, but please, you know, dig in, Try to figure out, try to help me set my best roster since I didn't listen to you last time, Taylor. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he actually gave you phenomenal logic and reasoning. I talked with Logan afterwards, and Logan 100% agreed with me. It was like truly could have been a toss up because the Broncos have a top three defense. Right. Not which, just fantasy, they have a top three defense. My which, thought. Okay, hold on. Pause on the Broncos because. Let me give you a little fantasy advice now. We talk a lot of NFL. We need to talk more fantasy. The Broncos play the Cardinals next week, who just lost Kyler Murray. Pick up the Broncos defense and start them. Yeah. Okay. But but now talk. My thought was Devin Singletary and the Buffalo Bills going up against the Jets. I didn't think the defense was going to be that great going up against him. So he was going to have a lot more yardage potential than Jarek McKinnon going up against the number three defense in the NFL. But see, I loved Taylor's analysis on that. Like when you have a great run defense, where do you win in the screen game? And so that's exactly what happened. If you would have started McKinnon, you would have been blown out of the water. Absolutely smoked. (laughs) It it would have been battleship sunk. Like (laughs) you would have been done no chance whatsoever. And it would have been glorious. This you know, it was a fitting way to end your season. Stressful up until the last point. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much for that. After the week that we've that we've had and the conversations we've had, stressful to the end. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. We're talking playoffs. Playoffs. So what what do you do when it comes time to playoff? When it's fantasy? Like what how do you have to how do you have to plan accordingly? Obviously, you still want your best players to play. That's obvious. But is there a strategy change that needs to happen for playoffs in fantasy football? Absolutely, there is. Like regular season fantasy football and playoff fantasy football are two completely different things, two totally different animals. In the regular season, your goal is to play. And scores like okay every week your goal is score as many points as you can and beat the guy across from you, but like in the regular season it's I got to play it safe I got to get enough points I got to make sure that I get into the playoffs you're playing to get in right because once you make it into the playoffs 
it's anybody's game. Random things happen at the end of the NFL season. We see crazy things where the NFL teams, hey, squeaker McSqueaky boy over there. Sorry, my my uh, my better half is working tonight, so I've got the puppers with me, and he has decided to bring his squeaky ball into the studio. <laughs> okay, so ignore the squeaks. Uh, that's very disrespectful, by the way, Diesel. Um, once you get into the playoffs, all bets are off. Like we talk a lot during during the season about like boomer bust players. My quintessential boomer bust player that I will always use in as an, as an example is Deshaun Jackson. Guy had lightning speed. If he broke one off, it was a touchdown. It was fifteen points, or it was zero points, or it was thirty points, or it was nothing. You want guys like that in the playoffs because this is a one game win or go home, right? Mm-hmm. So. In the regular season, you you don't take those as many risks. In the playoffs, you get risky with your roster. This so, is, so you obviously there's no trades because the trade line deadline has already passed. Unless you're in one of those leagues that just abolishes the trade deadline and you can trade heathens. all season. Um, like what anarchy is that? So, how much waiver wire are you paying attention to at this point? Oh, a hundred percent. Like if I am in. And in the playoffs, I'm gunning for a championship. You got to stay locked in on that waiver wire. You're looking at any potential possibility of a guy who could break out. Like you've got, you've had guys that you've kept on your roster all season because, hey, maybe he could get you some points in a bye week or, you know, he's real steady at this position. If I have an injury, I know I'm going to get 10 points out of him every week, right? Those players come off the roster in the playoffs and we're gunning for guys that are going to just either score massively or fall way off right there. Because I, in the playoffs, you don't want to lose in a close game, right? You want to lose in a blowout because you said, I'm putting everything out there. I'm taking some risks. I'm taking some shots and you want to win based on that. So players that you're looking at right now are a Jamison Williams with the lions who just came back. Did you see the performance he had? Absolutely. What was the sun up? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> if the okay. sun was up, I was in a coma and was not able to watch it. Okay, Jamison Williams, in his first game back after recovering from that ACL in the national championship game last year, looked incredible. Jared Goff was looking for him deep. He was beating the Vikings defense. Like, this Lions team is surging right now. They just beat a 10-win Vikings team. The Lions have won, I think it's like, Seven of their last eight or something like that? Six of their last seven? We've got it right here. Uh, if I can find my mouse. They were one and seven, and now they're seven and seven, I believe. Six and seven. Are they? I believe so, yeah. Because I just updated this last night. Yep, six and seven. Okay. So they've won five of their last six. So they're on a five-game win streak. They look really great. Jared Goff is playing the best deep, the best football of his career right now. Let's talk fantasy advice again for a minute. If you've made it this far and Kyler Murray has been your quarterback, I feel sorry for you. He just went down Monday night with an ACL injury. You see, you knew it as soon as you saw it. Non-contact injury had to be carted off the field. You know it's an ACL, and you know that he's done for the rest of the season and for most of next season. Um, I tried to get one of our mutual friends that is not in our league. However, he has told me he will be in our podcast league next season. Um, my buddy Aaron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he happens to decide to listen to this episode, shout out to you. If not, screw you. Um, 
But I was texting back and forth with him because in uh, my league, my Mahomeboys league, me and him played against each other tonight. And he's had Kyler Murray all season. And he told me, because it was Kyler Murray, that was it, playing for either of our teams. And he he told me every game that he has had this season, if it's been up to Kyler Murray, something has happened. And it was an ACL in the first quarter of this week. Yes. Um, he had a few choice words to say about Kyler. <laughs> so I wanted to get him on so we could get his reaction to having Kyler as his flunky quarterback all season long. But unfortunately, he was too busy. I mean, Kyler's been top 10, but now you've got to replace him. And Jared Goff is where I would turn. Because he's likely not owned. Mm-hmm. Because just now he's turning it on. And he looks he looks like he's earned himself another year to be the stopgap option. Is Detroit going to go quarterback in the first round? I really, really think so. But I think that that quarterback's going to sit a year behind Jared Goff. I will say, slight change in subject. I was a game off on my prediction of them coming off three and four w- wins off their bye week. They lost to Dallas, lost to Miami, then had a three-game win streak. Yep. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you. You uh, you did well on that prediction. So um, we're, uh, I guess, going off of this as well. We're talking about some some things, some up and coming things for us in the future. Right. We're not going to spoil those to you guys yet. However, I have written something. <laughs> um, I've had a couple people read it so far. I've gotten positive feedback on it. Tyler, I have not made the adjustments that you sent me yet, but I will. I appreciate those. Um, but no, it. I love football. I know football, okay? That's why I'm the idiot here. I don't know fantasy, but you get me looking at football, I can tell you football. <laughs> You're writing out the idiot itinerary, aren't you? That is the title of it, yes. Yeah, okay, that bank, that, that's what I thought. That's where I knew that we were going. Um, but back to the to where we're talking, like, so you need some of those players. Jared Goff is going to fit that boomer bust mold. Um, and there's going to be other guys. Mike Williams coming back now. Boomer bust. He's going to be there. Uh, Herbert looked for him early and often in that game. Um, there's There's a lot of things, like, that's going to be your focus. How can you play a game where you want every single player to just peak? That's what you want to think about. Does this guy have a bigger ceiling than this guy? That's your determination. If everything goes right, can he explode? Absolutely. So how much are you, when you're doing this and you're planning, you specifically, when you're planning all this out, how much are you actually looking at the team's matchups? on who they're playing on the field or are you solely going off of who's hot, who's not, who's got the projected points? Oh, it's, it's everything. I'm looking at team matchups. I'm looking at cornerback wide receiver matchups. I'm looking at who's got the hot hand because that's going to be a lot at the end of the season as your teams are going to ride that. Uh, they may want to sit some of their starters if they lock up a, a playoff spot. There's not been many teams to do that this year yet because there's been really bad football all over. Um, but I'm looking at everything. So I'll give you a, a live breakdown, right? Um, let's flip over to our dynasty league where I am in the playoffs, right? And I just beat Ben 
175 to 119. And it was a really fun week. Good job on that one. I'm okay with that victory. (laughs) Because Ben just gives you crap all day long? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I figured. So as I go forward and I'm looking at week 15 now and I look at my roster in this dynasty league, I say, who is going to do well, right? I'm going to look at, let's, I'll kind of go position by position because I'm going up against Trent this week. Um, so I've got Justin Herbert who's playing Tennessee. Tennessee has been actually a really good matchup for quarterbacks. They've been the, uh, the second best matchup for quarterbacks to play against all season long. Um, but they have a really tough run defense, so Eckler may be questionable, but also he is the number one running back in fantasy right now, so I'm not going to bench him because he just produces. So when it, when it really comes down to it, in this league, I look at for problem positions because I'm also I'm not going to bench Stefan Diggs. Yes, he had a tough matchup, but now they get Miami. This is playoff seating that they're playing for. Josh Allen is going to throw the ball. And then Justin Jefferson... Need I say more? I'm not benching Justin Jefferson. So hold on real quick. Going back to Stefan Diggs. Uh, they're playing Miami mm-hmm. in her division round. Yep. Or game. Um, Miami beat them earlier, I believe. Where is Miami? They haven't played Miami yet. Oh, so they get them back-to-back, basically. Nope. Wait, what? They only played Miami once. That's not right, then. I messed up the schedule somehow. They didn't play Green Bay twice. So one of these was a Miami. I don't know how I did... They played Miami in week three. How did I do that? Okay, we just look at that, then. I don't know how I did that. Yeah, you've got their schedule all wrong there, bud. Some uh, something must have. Yeah, because I've got this. Something must have happened when we were. Yeah, you moving the, everything over. You got the Bills' schedule all wrong. Okay. So, so but yeah, Buffalo, uh, Miami beat Buffalo week three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they. So, I mean, a uh, little bit of a revenge of a revenge game, maybe. I mean, it's in Buffalo. Buffalo mm-hmm. does have the upper hand there. And it's going to be five feet of snow. But I just don't think, like Logan Logan and I, when we talk, we're, we say all the time, I don't think it, it's an interdivision game. Like anything could happen. Right. Anything could happen. Um, I, uh, in this league, actually happen to own, I think, all of the Bills wide receivers. So it's a stack that I have played well. Um, I think that Diggs has the best opportunity to boom of those three. He's going to get the volume work. Um, and in a snowy game, in a cold game, it's a possession game. You're not taking as many deep shots. You're taking more shots closer to the line of scrimmage. Which and is where, running the ball. And you're going to run the ball. But Josh Allen is that team's runner, and so he's going to dump it off to Diggs more often than not. So like Diggs is still going to be firmly in my in my roster, right? Okay, I just wanted to go. I just wanted to run through that real quick. No, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, where I'm really struggling, and where I will make the most changes, like my my roster's pretty well built. Like I've got Joe Mixon coming back there, and I do have some options. I could swap him with like a J.K. Dobbins, but Dobbins did not look great this past week. Um, he got 18 points. 
Did you watch the... You didn't watch the game, though, because the sun was up. That's correct. He looked like he was running. His run, He wasn't running at full speed. He wasn't running at full tilt. He Something looked off. And so I think that he's been pushing too much to come back. Sorry, like I don't have a pop filter on this microphone, so you get some... Or a stand. Or a stand. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, so like I could maybe switch him in or out. We could do some things there. Um, but I trust Mixon more than I trust Dobbins right now. I need tight end help. That's my focus. Um, but I will be putting Dawson Knox back in at tight end with Daniel Bellinger out. Okay. I actually have some beef with Dawson Knox this year. Because he's been so up and down. He's been more down than up. Yeah. Like he's tight end to 18 on the season. <clears throat> We had him ranked really high coming into the season. Like he was supposed to be one of these top-notch players. And he has done almost nothing but struggle this entire year. I know he had some personal, some family issues at the beginning of the year. Not counting that against him whatsoever. Because I know that can be tough. But, like I've had so many trade offers for him for next season. Uh, especially in Dynasty, and it's just like, uh, I don't think I don't think I'm willing to trust what he's been putting out. Yeah, I think that for Dawson Knox this season has been kind of a a rough season. He has three finishes inside the top ten, four finishes outside the top twenty, um, and then four finishes between uh, weeks twenty and ten. He's missed two games. Well, three, with if you count the bye. He's had three games over 10 points. He's yep. averaging just over seven and a half points a game. Yep. Um, he was tied in five on the week for this week, so I'm hoping that we get some, some more resurgence there. But that's after having a goose egg, a literal goose egg for points the week before. Yep. Yep, it's true. Um, Dawson Knox is a player that, it epitomizes the tight end position right now. He's somebody that we thought really highly of coming into the season, like you said, um, but play has been mediocre. In fact, you know, I'd say that he's sitting firmly in that tight end wasteland. Um, I don't have a better option, though, on my team, so I have to start him. That's one of the things that I'm targeting in the offseason. What? You mean Daniel Bellinger isn't a legit option for no, you he's right now? hurt. Oh, I didn't know that. He's out. He's already been ruled out for next week. Um, So Dawson Knox into my starting lineup. Like I have some optimism still. I'm not fully throwing in the towel, but I think that he's going to be that, you know, fringy top 10 tight end moving forward into the future, especially as we talk dynasty. I don't think that we can fully just drop him into our top 10 anymore. I think he's going to be tight end 11 or 12 because there's going to be guys that are always going to jump around. Um, but I need defense as well in this league. So those are the two positions where I'm really going to adjust um, and kind of take a look. So I started the Seattle defense um, in hopes that they would do well. I should have started the San Francisco defense. Yes, you should have. (laughs) But I thought, you know, San Francisco, rookie quarterback, Tom Brady is going to come out and just start throwing the ball. He clearly didn't do that. So Uh, can I just say also... Real quick, going off of that San Francisco obliteration of Tampa Bay, that makes Brady quits or gets benched looking a lot more realistic 
it does. It does make that. the. I think the end is coming sooner than later for Tom Brady. Yeah. I will admit that. This year, he has looked human. Uh, so far, I have only had one pick wrong on my idiot itinerary list. And that um, was Detroit winning three of the four games off the bye. Yeah, well, I, I think that we can throw another one that's wrong already up there. Wentz being the comeback player of the year? Yeah. Yeah, because he's still hurt. No, they activated him off IR. He's still hurt. Um, the Steelers currently are not projected to get the number one pick. I don't think that they'll get there. <clears throat> There's a couple other teams that are worse. Houston. Uh, yeah, yeah. Houston's yeah. definitely going to get So, there. I mean, like, yeah. But uh, Jaguars not being a top 10 pick. That's great. Packers missing the playoffs. That could happen. Um, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, he looks real good. Um, You're welcome. I don't think that Mac is going to get traded after this season. I, I just think that they've invested a little too much in him. So, okay. Well, let's get back to our uh, scheduled program. Sorry, I'm just going off on tangents today. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so sticking with playoff talk, obviously, <clears throat> you lost. Not not you, but you did lose. You lost. You sucked it up. You're in the toilet bowl. Should you even care? Yeah. It blows my mind that people think, oh, I didn't make the playoffs. I, I'm done for fantasy for the year. Are you kidding me? Put on the music. Everybody raise your hands to the sky, please. <laughs> Shake them a little bit. You lost. You're a loser. So what? You signed up for something at the beginning of the year and you are going to see this through, damn it. Um, <laughs> that's the first time I've cursed on the main show. <laughs> but you are going to see this through because you're actually a good human and you don't want to ruin some friendships. You don't want to go be that guy that everybody sees, oh, he's a quitter. Like, let's be real here. You're not in the playoffs, but what are you playing for? Dignity. That's what you're playing for. You are playing so that you can hold your head high and say, you know what? I followed through. I played hard every week. That includes the playoffs every week. Just don't be that guy. Cut the music. I didn't have to. You almost took up the whole minute <laughs> or two minutes, whatever it is that records. So... Uh, going off of that a little bit, what do you think of Taylor and Logan tanking to be in the toilet bowl together? Okay, that was for content, and they received approval and permission to do that. Uh, they benched their entire lineups because they wanted to see who's the worst of the worst. Like, okay, cool. They're, they're going to make a whole show out of that, and it's going to be great, and it's going to make us money. Like, that's what that boils down to. That was a business <laughs> call because they texted me and said, hey, is this okay? And I said, yeah. <laughs> do it um because the the play the in that that's in the dynasty league the draft order is already set right yeah. playoffs in that league you're playing for dignity you're playing for pride you're playing for the championship winnings yeah right um and so but now also we need to talk about this league punishments should be a thing especially for tank master general yeah <laughs> He's, I'm going to let them address that. Um, uh, I do like them saying that uh, first, like, 
two picks or so in the draft should be picked by the rest of the league. <laughs> they have said that. Just to, to well, yeah, they also said that they should be Batman when I think they meant Robin Hood and steal from the rich and give to the needy. I mean, but he has four first round picks. He's made trades to get there. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't mean he could still get screwed for tanking the whole season. Yeah. But unfortunately, we had assumed that we were playing in a league that wasn't going to tank. And so now we need to go in and add some bylaws to the league constitution. Before the draft. Before before the the draft. draft, Before the draft. Yes. Austin, you're done. With some anti-tanking and anti-collusion measures. Now, you know, that that brings up a whole other point that we'll talk about in the offseason, which is league constitutions and why you should have them. Um, but yeah, we didn't have any anti-tanking provisions. So everything that he did was legal. Even if it just cheap frustrates people cheap, but unfortunately legal legal. All right, guys, we are going to get in a quick break. We'll come back, jump into a few more short topics. Uh, cause really that's been the bulk of our show right there that yeah, we talked about. Yeah. Playoffs. So uh, we're going to go do a quick break and be right back with you. And we're back. What a with, fun little break. Yeah. We, we got some stuff accomplished. Yeah. I'm going to take home do. a whole lot of chocolate milk. <laughs> From not just me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we'll, we will get to the Dairy Gold games. First, we actually have a couple football players we want to talk about. Yeah, and one of them that I want to lead with actually comes from a hot take that was given when we asked for Gatorade and hot takes. Somebody said that they would give us red Gatorade. I'm colorblind. I can't see red, but I'll, I'll drink it. Um, and that DeAndre Swift would be the number one fantasy running back for the rest of the playoffs with the way the Lions have been playing. Like that's not super hot takey. No, but also with the way Jamal Williams has been playing, it's kind of hot takey. So this is my question for a second year in a row for you. Has Jamal Williams written his ticket to be RB one for a NFL team next year? No. Oh, that's so spicy. Let me tell you why. Jamal Williams has existed his entire career in a committee. This year, even when DeAndre Swift went down and Jamal has kind of had this breakout year, um, he's yet to eclipse a thousand yards rushing. Right? Do you... Is that a requirement to be RB1, is to have a 1,000 yards rushing? No, I don't think it's a requirement to be a 1,000 yards rushing, but it shows that he hasn't been wildly efficient when he's been rushing the ball. Um, And so I think that here's the other reason why I think no. Because a real part of me thinks that Detroit's going to try and bring him back. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season, and he has been the heart and soul of that Detroit Lions team. You know, he brings them the Pokemon cards. He does everything there. He was the star of Hard Knocks. But also, he's been good on the field, and this coaching staff loves him. 
that coaching staff is not going anywhere. And I think that Jamal is coming back. So I think he's going to be locked into a committee again. Because also you look at Jamal and he loves it in Detroit. He loves playing there. So I think Detroit's going to make him a competitive offer. He's going to be lucky to get a third contract as a running back, which is something we don't see very often, and he's going to take it. That's what I think happens. Are there some teams that could come and say, hey, we love you, Jamal. We want you to come and try and be our RB1. Yeah, I think there are. But those teams are pretty few and far between. Like who, like, who do you think would do it? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you, you had are. the question. like, Yeah, you are, because I had some comeback info on the top of my head, but now you're making me change it. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, this is why you actively listen to those that you are talking to and not prepare what you want to say next. Seattle could use him right now. Right now they could. Uh, yeah, but Kenneth Walker will be back next year, and I Kenneth Walker longevity on a cheaper contract. I'd take the younger rookie, well, second-year running back over the guy who's been a journeyman in the league. Rams, Cardinals. Rams is your best option. Cardinals signed James Conner to a two-year deal. He's got one more year there for like $10 million, and so I don't think that they'll he's, do it. He's starting to slow down and get hurt, though. So Right, but are they just going to eat the dead money there? No, I, I'm not saying that they would get rid of him. But they I would mean, still have him. Then we then we would see the same situation that he's in now. Uh, Miami. Yeah, but I think Miami goes running back early in the draft. At least they should. Could you imagine Bijan Robinson in Miami? Holy cow! There, but Miami's not going to be early in the draft. No, 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 no. Miami is going to be early in the draft because they traded a pick. Oh. They get one of Houston's picks. Oh. Um. <laughs> and uh yeah carolina okay carolina i could see doing it but carolina rams, has so many other needs rams carolina miami possibly cardinals those are the four teams that come out to me immediately i think two of them are a realistic possibility what about wait what about chicago chicago loves what they have with david montgomery he's been quietly incredible this season I, mean, I always forget that david montgomery's there <laughs> and then even khalil herbert was a thing this year too like go listen to some of our episodes we spent a whole episode on the chicago backfield yeah um so chicago is out plus yeah um so but real quick going off of what i was going to, going to say um so jamal took over week three when deandre got hurt yep um Week five against New England, I'm pretty sure Detroit just got shut down. He had he scored five points. Same with week seven against Dallas. Dallas completely shut down Detroit. Yep. Um, especially in the running game. And then uh Buffalo and Jacksonville, he was right he was super close to scoring ten points. And then Minnesota was a passing attack from Detroit, so they didn't really run the ball because neither DeAndre or um, Jamal got a lot of touches. Right. Um, but other than that, Jamal has had a ridiculous season. No, he's had a fantastic season. So, I mean, yeah, he's he hasn't been injured, hasn't been out any games. Um, aside from the four, three game, three teams uh, that completely shut Detroit down, um, 
I mean, really, and the season's not even over yet. We still have four more games to go. He could easily hit that thousand yard mark. He's at what eight hundred and eight yards? yards. Eight hundred and six yards total. So he's currently running back fourteen. I think that's about where he should be. Like maybe going into next year, I think you, you probably bump him down a little bit. It's going to be really matchup dependent, not matchup dependent, um, like team dependent where he lands. If he stays with Detroit, I love this rushing attack that they've built. Um, you have two very different runners in Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Um, if I was Jamal, I would want to stay in Detroit. I kind of like what they're building. Like you could make a contention that Detroit is a couple defensive pieces and a quarterback away. Although Jared Goff has been playing really well recently. Right, which is why I think that with their first round picks, they're going to they need to go quarterback early to get a guy that they can really develop. But if they punt on quarterback and say hey, Jared Goff's our guy next year and we're going to go in for the Drake May or Caleb Williams sweepstakes, I I don't think they'll be picking high enough to get there. Okay. Do you have anything else on Jamal or do you want to move on? No, I think let's move into our Derek Gold bets because we need to settle some scores. But there's one more player that we needed to talk about. Yeah, and it's part of the Derek Gold bets. Okay. Because the very first bet we made of the year was that we said that seven of the top 10 fantasy scoring quarterbacks would be in the AFC. And I said seven. Or the push. Or the push. And I took the under. And there are currently six because of one sneaky top 10 quarterback that we have to talk about right now. I I just want to know if anybody has a random... Obviously, we're not going to know. But I just want to know if anybody has a random guess on who that top 10 would be. If you do tweet at us, at FFB underscore EX idiots, let us know if you were right. But here's the thing. It's that number 10 quarterback... It's Daniel Jones. Good old Danny Dimes. He's owned in 54% of sleeper leagues. He's averaging 17 points per game. He is the number 20 overall quarter or player in fantasy football and the number 10 quarterback. And it's because he runs the ball. What do we always talk about with the Giants and if Daniel Jones can do anything. He has no receiving core, so he's not going to throw the ball. He's not going to get the yards. He's not going to get the touchdowns, but he's getting the rushing, and that's what's making the difference. Yes. He is a rushing quarterback, whether we want to believe it or not. He is, and this is going to be a terrible comparison. You're going to hate me for saying this. He is a Lamar Jackson quarterback. That's a really bad comparison because Lamar throws the ball better. (laughs) I hate that so much. But am I wrong? No, because here's the deal. Like, let's go pull these up. The lowest rushing attempts that Daniel Jones has had all season was in week 14. He had four rushes for 26 yards and a touchdown. Right? No, no, no. No, he, he only ran for 14 yards against Dallas. No, I was talking. Oh, sorry. Yeah, three rushes against Dallas. You were correct. I'm I'm colorblind, and I think that it blends in because oh, I'm sure. Actually, that, oh no, never mind. That never was mind. a bye Keep week. <laughs> oh um, no, there's even less. Uh, six attempts for six yards against Baltimore. I was talking attempts. 
the lowest attempts. Oh, lowest attempts. Okay. Yeah. I just I heard yards. No, attempts. And then if we go get Mr. Lamar Jackson, he's averaging a lot more. But Lamar Jackson also had the lowest rushing effort of his season this past week. He had one rush for nine yards. Lamar is averaging 11, uh, call it 10 rushing attempts per game, which is awful close to where Daniel Jones is. I hate that comparison that you've made it and then you're actually kind of close. Goodness gracious. (laughs) I know football, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I can throw another one out there, too. Do it. Michael Vick. He is not Mike Vick. I'm not saying he is. That's the comparison. That's the quarterback type. No, 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 no. Yes. No, because here's the deal. Daniel Jones gets rushing attempts. Like, your your box office scouting right there, and it's showing. Daniel Jones is not electric running the way that those I, two quarterbacks are. I never are. said he was. You just compared him to them. If you're going to make a player comparison, then you have to take into effect the player's style. Okay? In no universe, known or otherwise... Does Daniel Jones compare favorably to Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson? Like numbers, box score wise, we can talk Lamar this year, this year only. But in no universe, I want you to go after we're done. We're you're gonna do this <laughs> because you're you're you've got to stay up for the rest of the night. And I have to go to bed. But you're gonna go look at Daniel Jones rushing highlights, and you're gonna go look at Lamar rushing highlights. And you're going to look at Lamar and say, man, that boy can move. That is silky. You're going to look at Daniel Jones and say, who let the big white boy out? <laughs> not not to be like, bring race into this, but he is like tall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he moves like he's a tall. You, you want to know something else that'll just get you even more worked up? You just priest. Okay, here we go. You lost to me this week. Yeah, shut your freaking pie hole. Because <laughs> here's the deal. We're getting into the Dairy Golds now. We are. We are. <clears throat> I am killing you in, in these. Like, let's go through this. Jets win two of the first nine games. I said no. You said yes. You won that bet. Congratulations. Um, let's take a look at the, one of the best ones. Kareem Hunt inside the top 10 in week two. Uh, you said he would most certainly be inside the top 10. Had him ranked as your number three running back. He finished as running back 38. Yeah. You remember how much I hated doing those rankings and yeah, I know. stopped doing those rankings? Yes, I know. Yeah. And then we ranked, you won the Fournette top 10 in week three. Good for you. Um Austin, I'm going to beat you in our Chris Godwin and Russell Gage points rest of the season from week four. That's very solidly mine. Russell Gage would need like 100 points in the next two weeks to win. You're going to win the Jalen Hurts versus Lamar season-long points. So, But the week eight point spread total, ka-ching, I'll take that. Justin Fields over under in their match over under 30 points in their matchup against Detroit in the midst of his breakout. Yeah, I'll take that. He scored 38. And uh, Josh Jacobs, 20 points in week 12. That was his 42 point game. Uh, Ka-ching. Yeah, I got screwed on that one. No, you didn't get screwed. You uh, (coughs) you were just bad. (laughs) So uh, I'm winning. So I've got the totals up 
but now I just need to figure out like what the balance is between because we have different bets with different people here. Right. So as it stands, I think I am plus two Derry Gold. You are plus one with the potential to go plus two if Green Bay misses the playoffs. Um, Austin is going to owe two Derry Gold and Tyler is going to owe one and win one. Yeah, you did that a lot faster than I did. But that's all right. I'll actually like figure it all out and type it up later. Tyler's going to break you. So, I think that's the show. Quite possibly. Let me pull up our rundown just to make sure. You need, you want to. Oh, yeah. Um, just another boomer bust player. A couple of guys. Put Daniel Jones on the list. I hate it, but put him on the list of a guy that you could maybe replace Kyler with. Zonovan Knight should already be owned in your leagues, um, but he's boomer bust for you right now. Uh, running back for the Jets. He's provided a spark there. It's Mike White's team. Uh, please send Ryan your Mike White jerseys and uh, crying Zach Wilson emojis <laughs> and memes. He loves those. He although, also lo- although there is a chance of him coming back now with Mike White hurt. There is a chance. Um, Ryan also loves it if you include the words Roll Tide. Oh, God, in shut every up. Tweet. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, they're they're out of the playoffs this year. It's a great year. All right, we don't I, need to bring them up anymore. I am excited to see Alabama out. Yes, yeah. it's a great year anytime they lose. So, I think that's the show. Um, as always, people, please word of mouth is huge for a young podcast such as ourselves. Uh, keep your eyes tuned on this space for the Rampaging Idiots show. They do a great job. They have great flow. Uh, we appreciate all that they do. Um, and I feel like today we were back to our flow. Yeah. We're back to our mojo. Um, and teaser, there may or may not be a third show coming out in January. <coughs> there will be. <coughs> Te- teaser. Teaser. <laughs> but you'll get details to come. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Be a friend. Tell, Tell a friend. friend.